Welcome again to Testify. Last podcast, we talked about a hard topic and how it was an impact in our lives. I want to kind of carry some of that into today. We have the opportunity to teach our children the truth on a daily basis. If we miss out on this chance, then somebody will take it up and will teach them whether it is in line with our faith or not. We have to be careful not to allow the school system to be the only source our kids have to learn how the earth was created. Many schools will teach different methods because they have theories, but we know we have the truth because God gave it to us. If we have the truth, we have to take the stand for our kids and teach them the difference between truth and theories. Before we're able to break down the account of creation, we need to know why it is so important. You see, an all-sovereign, all-powerful God in need of nothing, decided still to create an infinitely inferior creation. But yet, as we look into this, we will see what he makes he calls good. If we believe he is the true creator, we must see that the word used in the account of Genesis continually is created. In this account, we can see the difference between God, who creates, and man, who only forms or makes. Man must have a starting point in the materials in order to make things. But it says that God created because he took nothing and made something of nothing. It can be a really mind-blowing thought, which is why men in their simplest minds are bound by theories or ideas to try to fill into the pieces we don't understand. If we want our kids to believe in creation, we must give them the truth in a way then not only will they understand, but they are willing to defend. So as we begin to break down creation, we must remember that God was always and will always be. He was there before the world was created, but yet in his perfect wisdom and love, he decided to form from nothing. God was not only the mastermind of creation, but he lovingly reached down and formed everything by his very hands. If we want to become intimately involved with God, we must first understand the very beginning of time and the beauty of God's creation. As we look at Genesis 1, I want to look at each day briefly so that we can understand what God created daily. However, we're not going to look into a lot of details each day, but rather we're going to look at them to understand God's process from the beginning to his completion. Each day differs in what is created and yet it still has the same ending. God creates in great detail and always ends with it being good, except for three days. We will see this as we progress along. See, we'll start in Genesis 1.1 when it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We must see this in the truth that the beginning was not the start of God, but rather the start of what he created. He always was and always will be, like we said before, and yet he is not bound by time, but yet he builds in the construct of time as we know it. Day 1 continues on in Genesis 1-2, and here we see God created the earth, but yet it was still formless and void. The darkness was over everything entirely, and yet the Spirit of God hovered over the waters and began to beautifully and masterfully create. Day one, God created light, 
and he split the darkness and brought forth the time in which we know as day and night. He created evening and he created morning and he separated them. Now we see in the second day, God continued to create the earth by creating a vault. We can see this in Genesis 1, 6 through 8. The vault that God created was the separation from the sky and the waters below. These two days is perfect where they are. We do not see God saying that it is good. But why do we see this here and God calling the remaining days of creation good? Some people feel that it is because in these two days, God had created the forms and the foundations, and though they were great, they lacked still the definitions. He didn't see them in the same light as the other days, but we will never know why in these two days that God in his infinite wisdom did not call them good, but we do know that God in his wisdom is always perfect. When God began to work in the four remaining days, he added definitions to the foundation he laid out in the first two days of creation. As we continue into the next three days, we see that God begins to create in definition. Now these days are very important to us, but I want you to understand that as we continue on looking at them very quickly, that we must see that they are perfect every single one. So day three, we see God creates the land and the vegetation upon it. Now this is a pivotal to set the tone for the next days to come. We can't rush into creation and see what we feel is important, but we must take the time to see God in his perfection. Day four, we see that God creates the sun and the moon and the stars. He again sets the division of day and night by creating time itself. Day 5, moving along, we see the beauty of creation as God creates life itself. Day 5, we continue to see the beauty of God's creation as he creates life itself. He creates the birds of the air and the creatures of the sea, and he tells them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Now the sixth day is where many focus on as God does an amazing work of creation. We see God starts the day with creating all the living creatures on the land and the beast and again tells them to be fruitful and multiply. After each creation these days, we see the phrase that God saw it and it was good. Everything he made was perfect and meant to bring glory to himself. Now the second part of day six is what some think could be the greatest form of creation he made. We will continue to look here in Genesis 1, 26-31. Starting with verses 26 and 27, it says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and over all the wild animals, and over all creatures that move on the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he made them, both male and female he created. It continues on where God gives man dominion over all things and he gives them plants to eat from. As we continue down into verse 31, it says this, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and morning the sixth day. Now understanding that all that God made leads up to the creation of men and woman, we are made in the image of God and we must believe the beginning 
so that we can believe in the end. What I mean by this is if that God didn't make all things and create man in his image, then we wouldn't have the joy of the beginning that we may have hope in the end. We can't have an amazing ending without the mind-blowing creation in the very beginning. We need to bring up our children to see that they are in God's image and a great creation. If we fail to teach them this, they will learn the lies of the schools and will be led to places of no hope and no purpose. Our hope begins with the purpose that lies in Christ alone. See, this is why creation is a necessity for our truth that we must testify to. I hope this allows you to go back to the beginning so that in the end we all may reach the end in the arms of Christ. I hope you'll join me again in the next podcast as we look into the powers of prayer. Now we're not going to look at just why we should be in prayer, but also we'll see some examples of godly men in the Bible on their knees before God in prayer. So I pray that you can join me in this as we really understand the power and the necessity for us to be praying for a revival in our land. Till next time, may your eyes be on God and your mouth filled with his word.